This week on the Time Blaster Toycast, we're talking Tim Burton movies and all the toys they inspired. From Batman to Beetlejuice, Jack Nicholson to Jack Skellington, and Johnny Depp to more Johnny Depp, we're going to cover it all. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review. On each episode, we will select a random review for a very special giveaway. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. We also want to hear from you. Ask us a question on Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskTimeBlasterPod, and we will try our best to answer as many as we can on the show. The following podcast is scheduled for dark fun with a 60-minute time limit. Introducing first, from 19 directed films and 7 others produced, leads us to today's feature presentation. The toy lines from the mastermind of the macabre misfits, Tim Burton. And now for your hosts, they're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare of figures with actions, once called masterminds of maneuverable miniature mannequins for minor males. They are the reigning, defending, toy cast tag team champions of the world at Retro KO Keith. <laughs> Retro oh, KO Joe <laughs> at Time Blaster Toys Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toy Cast. <laughs> it's a rough morning, boys. All those, all yeah. those words he says Dad. to say. He says them all successfully in a row, and then he butchers the. It's okay. It I was quite a bad. mouthful, and I think you did fantastic. Yeah, I had like seven M words in there, and uh, so what? What was it? Master of macabre. What was the? T- what was a quote? Tim Burton for the- was the mastermind of macabre misfits. That's macabre it. Misfits. And that's kind of what I thought I'd see today, walking in, knowing we're doing a Tim Burton podcast. I'm yeah, like, yeah, man, yeah. these guys are going to show up in like some <laughs> gothic stuff, right? Dave's mm-hmm. uh, Sting, he's the crow last week. I'm thinking, what are these guys going to show up today? Joe goes the opposite way. Totally mm-hmm. opposite way, right? Yep, I got to keep you on your toes. So he takes that man bun he normally has. He's got a ponytail on top of his head. He's got pointy shoes. He's got hammer pants. Head to toe blue. He's Disney's genie from Aladdin, That's, Joe. Yeah, it's my little cherry on, on Tim top. Burton day, on Tim Burton Day. Man, look, you got to paint your skin blue at least once a year, and uh, Halloween <laughs> is the perfect time. You, so, just, yes. you just keep trying to find costumes where you don't have to wear a shirt. Absolutely. I've been, <laughs> I've been you know, working out hard with this dad bod this season. So, yeah. But, Dave, yes. I got a question for you. Mm, yeah. How much gold paint did it take to paint your entire body? So you could walk in here as everyone's favorite protocol droid, C-3PO. <laughs> it was... Uh... A lot of gold points. So I went to like one of those airbrush, yeah, like spray, like a spray tan, tan, like a spray yeah. tan, but yep. it was like airbrush paint. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And um, and and they they had the gold, and apparently it's 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 gold, uh, like gold infused. So there's oh. like flakes of gold within this paint. Wow. So, so you're literally gold. Yeah, they, they have a special have a special solution to wash it off, and I hope no one hides it on me like Roddy Piper did, or, <laughs> or Andre did to Roddy Piper at WrestleMania Six. Yeah, you guys, Aladdin and Star Wars. Not what I, I was expecting here on Tim Burton. Dad. We both like to paint our skin. Well, I'm not sure it just happens. I know. I mean, like, and Keith here, you know, he's yeah. he's uh he's like a scientist of his own realm, and yeah. I was surprised when he came dressed up as Dexter Laboratory. Doctor, oh, there you uh, go. Here today, that's it. I mean, I already had the lab coat, so. Right. I just had to get some, glo- get some gloves, get some big goggles, you some had real the nice goggles, ones. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I felt that was fitting on a Tim Burton day, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know. And speaking of Tim Burton films, guys, I'm I'm pumped to talk this stuff. Yeah. I texted you guys both last night. I was like, man, I I'm apologize in advance because I'm going <laughs> to probably talk for eighty percent of this podcast. Already, just so many of the films that I loved growing up all have one thing in common, right? Yeah. Directed by my man, Tim Burton, and a lot of those um, films had awesome toy lines, maybe not necessarily tied to the movie, but they were tied to the property. And I don't know, man, there's so many to talk about, but I think we got to start yeah. with 1989 Batman, right? Man, what a revolutionary film for the superhero genre. I know. Do you guys, like, you remember being a kid in 89, like the hype surrounding that Dude. movie? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it was probably the first, like, giant blockbuster that i can remember mm-hmm. you know as a kid like it happening like man it was right. months in the making like the first movie you actually cared about as a child yeah you know yeah, yeah. I, I remember that's one of those few movies that i remember like one of the first movies that i remember going to the theater to see um like a, the whole me my older brother my mom didn't take us in my great aunt took us 
Um, my mom was, uh, I think Nick had just been born, my little brother. So okay. it was yeah. like, but I remember going to the theaters and seeing it. And it's, I mean, there's very few movies from that when you're five. I was, what, six when that came out. Yep. So yeah, very few that you remember when you're five, six years old that you actually remember going to see. Yeah. So, I mean, those those toys from that film, they're all made by Toy Biz, right? Mm -hmm. Toy Biz is attached, like, if you think of Toy Biz now, you think of Marvel Comics. Yeah, like, Toy Marvel Biz for sure. had the license for Marvel forever. At one point, Marvel bought Toy Biz mm -hmm. <clears throat> in the early 2000s. But for a very small sliver of time, 1989, 1990, Toy Biz was tied to DC. And, you know, they made these toy uh, Batman film movies and iconic, right? I mean, not a huge toy line. No, there's like there's more vehicles than figures. So, but which, is, which had to be a first. <laughs> so the the, the quest thing here. So Kenner had DC, right? And they had like their superpowers line right. in '84, yeah. and mm -hmm. then some. Toy Biz bought them in '86. They got the rights in '86. Is that right? I think what the story is is that along the way, Toy Biz got rights to the molds, Kenner's okay. molds. Yeah. That's yep. why those figures to this day, you've got those DC superpowers figures from 1990. They're almost identical looking to counter superpowers figures there are you know a couple different ways to tell the difference between yeah. them but yeah they got rights to the molds more or less so these toy biz figures fit in perfectly scale wise with the superpowers from the 80s right and then they just happen to toy biz happens to luck out that they're going to make this movie three years late within the next three years this yeah. batman movie and they've got the licensing for it and yeah it was pretty interesting i was shocked that there was only three three figures and there's more heads for batman than there are figures <laughs> right. that's true there's very so i mean let's let's run down I've, i think i've got about two seconds to run down this icon iconic lineup <laughs> of three figures we've got batman himself we've yeah. got joker and then we've got everybody's Dude, the, third man bob the goon the baby. goat man bob is the goat <laughs> But the Batman figure is so iconic with the uh, the thing that comes out of the belt. Yeah, the retractable I mean, utility yeah, belt. Yeah, man. Oh my gosh, that figure changed playtime for me. I know. You know when you when you have that figure, like maybe once every couple months, I'll get a carded version of it or a loose yeah. boy. You take a picture of that Batman, mm -hmm. you post on social media, mm -hmm. you are gonna get. 50 comments of people saying, Man. I had that Batman. I loved him. He was my favorite Batman. It's Who just an it? iconic toy, yeah, right? Absolutely. And with that re retractable utility belt, dude, I think I had three of that figure oh, yeah, by that myself. Because once the belt broke, you needed another one, yeah. right? And they did a running change on the head, right? So it came out. He had like a long head. Yeah. Square, and then they yeah. kind of squished it down to resemble Michael Keaton a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, like the square jaw area. Yeah. So yeah. they had like a they had yeah they had a square head. Then they had a round head. <laughs> then they had a Michael Keaton, Keaton head. head. Yep. And then they had like another Michael Keaton head that was a little bit smaller because the first Michael Keaton head was too big. Yeah. So then they had another wow. Michael Keaton scale head. So there's four heads that have come out through the years on this particular figure so yeah. you're a complete he was, so you gotta hunt that down he was the only one that they were able to get the likeness to for the first movie too for the figures like oh. they did not get jack nicholson's and likeness they clearly for the did not get the rights for bob the goon because that figure no. looks absolutely nothing like the no. actor at all no. No. but yeah same with joker and like you said but yeah. that Joker figure also super iconic, right? Very iconic. Got that ye little yellow backpack that you fill up with water, mm -hmm. squeeze it, squirts water out of his, uh, you know, his chest. Yep. Super cool figure, Bob the Goon. You know, he's got the karate kicking action, so he never really stands. He's got the hat <laughs> that doesn't fit on his head. <laughs> right. He's got a gun. He's got <laughs> a knife too, right? Yeah, he's got a little, a little knife. knife. But he's a goon. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, looking okay. back at that toy line, you're like, man, Bob the Goon, how would he make the cut? But you go back and you watch the movie, there are not that many marketable characters to make in the toy line. No, and he had a name. Yeah. That I was mean, I it. guess you can make Vicky Vale, but she's a female. And, well, you know, back then, little boys. Time, no yeah. little boy's going to want that figure. No right. one wants Alfred. Yeah. I would have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would have been cool um, to, to have a, have an Alfred figure uh, thing around. But yeah, I mean, those were the, that was the three main characters that entire movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, outside of the three figures themselves, you, we got to talk about the vehicles, right? So you got the, oh. the super cool Batmobile. Mm -hmm. It's got the cocoon shell. Yep. Take it off. Awesome, awesome toy. Um, there's the Joker van, which is another like super cool toy. And when you see the Joker van, it's got the seat on the top that you sit Joker in. Yeah, you know, so he's like driving down a parade. He can wave to everybody to the Prince song. And then you then you realize. Bob the Goon's got to be driving that thing, yeah. right? Because yep. if Joker's sitting on top of it, who's driving it? So right. that's why Bob exists to <laughs> that's drive why Bob's the van. In the line, to drive the but van. Yeah, that Batmobile, man. I mean, still my number one Batmobile. Yeah. of all time. I, I agree. Yeah. Definitely one that I grew up with. So yeah, yeah. I, had, I had. It's one of the few toy or like 
vehicles that I had. Yeah. Mostly just always had action figures, and it was just make up your own. So do you guys remember, you know, in 89, getting this stuff? Like, do you, you think you got it pretty close I got to it the as film's a gift. release? Yeah, whether, well, I don't know if it was Christmas or birthday, but I definitely got it as a present. Yeah. So the, it's one of those rare toys where I actually remember getting them. Yeah. So yeah, I've told, told the stories about my great aunt in the Magic Alley, and it was, I think, like right <laughs> after we, we saw the movie. I yeah. love the Which Magic I believe Alley. was at Showboat in... Uh, and in Riverview, okay, and then she took us uh, down the Magic Alley mm. to Toys R Us. Magic and, uh, Alley, and that's a day right there. And Dude. I remember getting like me. I think I got Batman. My older brother got Joker, and yeah, I think like a week or two later, because she used. To, there was a point in time in my life where she was taking us to Toys R Us like every Friday during the summer, mm-hmm. and we usually mm-hmm. got GI Joes, LJN. In this case, Batman or Tur- yeah, we always picked out one toy each, and then eventually yeah. we got the Batmobile. Um, but that was all we had. I don't think we had the Joker van, and I don't remember having Bob the Goon. The Joker van's kind of rare, honestly, yeah. to this day. You get your hands on that. Look, the last one I had, I sold it for, it was a, between 150 200 bucks loose. I yeah. mean, it was complete and real nice, but it doesn't come around much. You know, the Batmobile's pretty common, even, but even still, if you right. get it complete with a nice cocoon, it's valuable. Because everyone it, was buying the Batmobile. Yeah. The Batwing was pretty common. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the place set itself? You know, Gotham City, the, the Batcave. Cool. I never had that, but I mean, it's really, really cool stuff. Yeah. You know, thinking of Batman, <clears throat> looking back, like I can remember getting the figures. I know, but I got them at Big Lots again. I feel like every podcast, Dude, Big Lots <laughs> coming through for you. Big Lots, because I can remember. Uh, you know, a dollar ninety nine, Dave. If you look at the Batman figure over there, I yeah. have a carded Batman figure with a Big Lots sticker mm-hmm. on it. Um. But I just remember, you know, floor to ceiling, man, Big Lots. It must, so this had to have been like a year or two after the film's release. Okay. Because Big Lots wasn't getting this stuff first run. So it had to be 90, 91. I just remember Big Lots having everything Batman that's related. Crazy. You know, like, uh, and that's when I would have got, you know, three Batmans. Get one, he yeah. broke, go back to Big Lots, buy another one. Right. Get Joker, get Bob the Goon. But just awesome, awesome stuff, man. Um, summer 89, you know, I picture it. 1989 in my mind, I'm thinking WrestleMania five, and I'm thinking <laughs> Tim Burton's Batman. Like that—that's what being seven years old was right. for me. Right? He like changed Batman. You know, I mean, everyone was used to the Adam West TV show, right? Right. Happy go lucky, silly Batman, and then here comes this Batman. True. It really yeah. set the tone for like the way superhero movies are now. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You're right. I mean, prior to Batman, Tim Burton. So what he debut his directorial debut debut God that's a tongue twister yes. uh, his Pee Wee's Big Adventure in eighty yep. five, um, then what he follows that up with Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. and then it's Batman right yeah. so yeah he gets a couple films under his belt uh, kind of comes up with the signature style and feel yeah. they give him the reins to Batman and dude he knocks it out of the park he right because I mean that was by far the most successful superhero movie like, oh, yeah. of all time yes for probably quite a while right. Yeah, because yeah, so. prior to that, he was doing music videos and television mm-hmm. shows. So getting into the, the cinema, like mm-hmm. Beetlejuice, I mean, Michael, he works with Michael Keaton on Beetlejuice, obviously. Yep. He's like, well, this is my Batman. And, uh-huh. And then they, they Which that had to be a fight, right? There's no way like studio execs pictured Michael Keaton as oh, Batman. Oh, no, no. Mr. Mom. <laughs> people, were not, people were not happy no. with that casting. <laughs> no, I, I feel like, I think we talked about that. One of the early, early, early uh, we podcasts did. we did when the the new Batman came out with Robert Pattinson, I'm like, yeah. I believe we talked about that. that yep. No Batman has ever been received well, well <laughs> no. prior to the movie coming out. Maybe Ben Affleck was the only one that had like a split response just because yeah. was, he's a, such a comic book nerd. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, it was, Keaton was... How is this tiny little guy going to portray right, Batman? Right, exactly, right. And Bruce Wayne. and <laughs> Who's going to believe Michael Keaton kicking anyone's rear end? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. But he was. He owned the role and just a testament to how great of an actor he is. Yep. And it's cool that he got his likeness on those first lines of Batman figures and yeah. you know, into the next line, which we can talk about either now, the Batman Returns, or we wanna we wanna uh, delve into that movie that came out before Batman yeah, with like, the old Beetlejuice. Go, we can go back to Batman in a minute and we will talk because in that line, during that era, you will finally get a Jack Nicholson accurate mm-hmm. Joker yeah. by Kenner. But before we get to Batman Returns, <clears throat> Let's hit on Beetlejuice, and by hit on, I mean I'm going to talk about it for 25 minutes. Let's do it. But uh, So Beetlejuice, obviously the film comes out in 88, but the toys themselves, they don't come out till 1990 by Kenner. And the Beetlejuice toys are interesting because they're not like film-accurate toys 
you know, and then at the same time, Beetlejuice has a cartoon that comes out, and the toys aren't really cartoon accurate toys either. They're like they kind of exist somewhere in the middle. Like even the art on the packaging, like that's not the animated Beetlejuice. You know, I guess it's closer to a hand drawn version of Keaton as Beetlejuice, but yeah, for sure, dude, I absolutely love the Beetlejuice toy line as you can tell by all the toys mm-hmm. I brought here today for you guys to look at. But just super, super cool stuff. Do you guys remember having any of this or even seeing it on store shelves back in the day? I remember having a handful of it. I didn't have a whole lot. but I, I remember seeing it all. I mean, I remember seeing the Beetlejuice movie as a kid. Yep. Um, I liked it more as I got older. But mm-hmm. as a kid, it was just I was too young, I think, to really like. Sure, Like yeah. really appreciate it. It was kind of weird and <laughs> yeah. zany. And then as I got older, I was like, this movie's like awesome why the heck as a kid especially in 88 like movies like that really weren't happening at all so Mm -hmm. to be a kid seeing something like that for the first time having it exist in a universe that probably wasn't even fully ready for it yeah but it's crazy like the films in the you know the the toy lines that got produced based on movies that we had absolutely no right watching back in the day right. right It's right. like every crazy R-rated movie. Let's market it all to kids. <laughs> had a toy line. Yeah, it's yeah. it's bonkers. The eighties, man. Yeah, the eighties for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but Beetlejuice lended itself real well, and I think it also benefited from coming after uh, Ghostbusters. So Kenner, which next week we'll be talking about Kenner Ghostbusters yes, at sir. length, but these Beetlejuice toys they come out kind of at the tail end of Kenner Real Ghostbusters. So. Super similar vibes, same bright, vibrant colors, same scale, same points of articulation. So Kenner has like perfected this style of figure for like f- what five years yeah. prior to these toys coming out, and I just love them, man. I mean, there's a million versions of Beetlejuice; they're all cool. You got Showtime Beetlejuice with the head with mm. the, like the carousel head, and the cool thing about all these uh, Beetlejuice figures. Every figure in the line, man, their head pops off to reveal a shrunken head That's underneath, cool. yeah. which is cool, you know, based on that scene at the end of yeah. Beetlejuice yep. where his head shrinks. But, yeah, man, really, really cool stuff, yeah, really you had, colorful stuff, too. And, and with these, you had, what, like two full series came out, and then there was a third <clears throat> series that they were planning on and then just shelved? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, well, I guess I don't know the full lineup, but, yeah, there's a couple... There's a couple series of figures. There's the Neighborhood Nasties figures, which is that on your list too, Dave, where it's got the... The Neighborhood Nasties were in, like, they were part of Series, series 2. Series 2, yeah. yeah so which, like, those figures, legit, like, they were probably planned for Kenner Ghostbusters at one point. And okay. They, the license, you know, Ghostbusters by 90, 91 is not that popular. Because you look at those figures, and if I showed you one, you wouldn't know it's a Beetlejuice figure. Because yeah. it's not based on any character from Beetlejuice. Yeah, the, the first series you had Shish Kebab Beetlejuice with Scary Skewers. Yeah, classic, <laughs> classic toy. Spinhead Beetlejuice with Creepy Cockroach. Yep, love them. Mm-hmm. As Keith just mentioned, Showtime Beetlejuice with the Rotten Rattler. Then you had Harry the Haunted Hunter with Terrible Tarantula. Yep, yep, gotta have a villain. Otho the Obnoxious with Loathsome, loathsome Lizard. Yep. And then Adam Maitland with the Headless Ghost and the large figure Talking Beetlejuice, which you know is a totally separate from the... Great toy. Forgot toy to bring line. it today. Disappointed. Oh, I've had that thing since probably 1998. <clears throat> He's oh, just yeah. chilling in my basement. The OG. He's great, man. Pull his, his head spins, pull the string, he talks. What a toy. The Adam Maitland figure, though. That figure is so cool, guys. So it's like, imagine an action figure, and one of his arms is like kind of up sideways, almost like he's about to give you a clothesline. Mm-hmm. And what you do, like, so his head is here. He has a little lever on his back where you can slide his head. So you can slide his head all down the way his down, arm. All the way down his arm to like his wrist. That's sweet. And then back. Really, That's really sweet. cool toy. You know, Otho got a figure. It's wild, you know, the choices Kenner made. Like, there's no Lydia Dietz figure. Like, she's just That's not. crazy. Not in the line, man, because like we've said many times yep. over, Babies. girls' toys just didn't sell in boys' lines. So, yeah. I mean, Lydia's literally, no outside of Beetlejuice, she's the most integral, important character, not only in the film but in the cartoon, but she just doesn't get a figure at all. Unfortunate. Yeah, and, and talking about <laughs> this uh, with, you know, women, like, mm-hmm. and they're, like I know one for sure that was like, yeah, as a little kid, I wanted a Lydia figure. Yeah. And you just didn't, the one didn't exist. Right. And I remember her saying, "Like for Christmas, that's what I asked for." And I didn't know it didn't. You didn't know it didn't exist right. back sure. then. Yeah, you just wanted this cool 
girl that you saw on, on this movie that right. you can identify with and you like, oh my God, she's got to have a toy, right? Beetlejuice has a toy. Yeah. Adam think. Maitland has a toy. Adam Maitland got one. <laughs> Not Barbara, just Adam. No, so what I'm holding in front of me, Dave, this would have been the closest thing that little girl would have got to a Lydia figure. Yeah. So these are Burger King toys from back in the day. Yep. These are based on the cartoon itself. Yeah. Uh, probably came out in 90, 91, and this one is Beetlejuice, but you turn it over and Lydia's on the back. But yeah, absolutely bonkers that that's really the only way to get her back in the day. Yeah. yeah did you want to go through the series two of the Beetlejuice guys? Ah, uh, yeah. Go run through them real quick. So Let's just there were your neighborhood names. nasties as you mentioned. Then mm-hmm. you had an exploding Beetlejuice with a dreadful dragon. Shipwreck, Love that figure. Shipwreck Beetlejuice with horrible Hydra. Give yeah. me a Hydra and anything, and I'm this is I'm shipwreck in. Beetlejuice right here, Dave. Yep. Very cool. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Snakes coming out of his head when you squeeze his legs together. I love it. Classic. I love it. Uh, teacher creature with the apple bomb. Yeah, these are the uh, the Ghostbuster rejects figures. Hungry hog with a corn cob accessory. Hungry hog. <laughs> Old buzzard with a chicken accessory. Street rat with the flying eye. And then you had a vehicles that came out with this. You can definitely tell when you look at the packaging of of the Beetlejuice series one and the Beetlejuice series two. That's where you, to your point, Keith, you can really see like these were intended to be Ghostbusters yeah. figures. They just look so different. Mm-hmm. So there's a uh... You know, all iconic stuff. Before we move on, there's a couple Beetlejuice things I want to talk about. So one I have right here, guys. I've got it in the box for you. And then this is the Loose Boy. Mm -hmm. So this is the Vanishing Vault. This is like a little, you know, Beetlejuice playset type of thing. And I remember being a kid and thinking this was like the coolest thing you could possibly get, right? Because it was like it combined action figure play with, with like... Magic, right? Yeah, because yeah. what you do with the Vanishing Vault is you put a full-size Beetlejuice figure in there, and when you toggle the little gravestone, the little sign that says, Here Lies Beetlejuice, you toggle it, you open it, you get a little miniature Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. So right in front of your eyes, you could amaze your friends, your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, just awesome, awesome stuff. And no Beetlejuice collection is complete without a Vanishing Vault, in my opinion. No, I agree. Yeah, and that's the first listed vehicle accessory is the Vanishing Vault, even though it's not a vehicle. And then you had a, flanum, a Phantom Flyer, yeah. Creepy Cruiser, and the Gross-Out Meter. The Gross-Out Meter I have right here. And that, so, this, you know, talk about how things just work out for us sometimes, guys, when mm-hmm. you put things into the universe. I've wanted the Gross-Out Meter for, you know, probably the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, I never bought it. I just kind of was like, one day it's going to come into my possession. And then yesterday, dude walks in. With the gross out meter, wow. new in box for me today, and I thought it'd be really cool to test how gross you guys are live on the air. Because <laughs> Let's do it. what the gross out meter does is, you toggle this thing, you stick it on your buddy's wrist, and when you engage the trigger, it'll tell me how gross you are. So, Dave, you want to go first? You sure? You know this gold paint is. Uh, try yeah. not, try not to rub <laughs> the gold paint. Real. I'll be careful. Real okay, Dave, ready? Gross. All right, let's see, guys. Oh, Dave. Wow. Turned out to be unbelievably rude here today. Dave. <laughs> All right, my turn. All right, Joe. Hot, let's see what let's see where Joe ends up. Joe? Joe, you're totally disgusting. Oh. In sounds that, about right. In that Aladdin genie costume, man. It must yeah. be those hammer pants. Where'd you get those, by the way? We kind of brushed right through those costumes earlier. Bro, huh? you know where I went. Our little honey hole, the Goodwill. <laughs> that Goodwill has paid <laughs> dividends this Dude, Halloween season. I never leave empty handed. <laughs> so good. So yeah, Beetlejuice, awesome, awesome stuff. Love the toys. Um, I've got a. I don't know, man. I might one day. I might just go all the way in and buy all the figures. Right. How now, many I've, figures do you currently own of this line? I probably have about eight figures. Eight but then figures? I've got the vault. I've got the gross out meter. I've got a lot of stuff boxed. So sounds to me like you're all in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never. I should have. I had. I had the neighborhood nasties at one point in my yeah. life. I should have uh, held on to them, but I did not. I think the thing would be if you had all the different Beetlejuices. Yeah. That would be, be cool. Yeah. yeah. There's like five, it looks like. Five I think I'm only missing. Actually, I think I have them all. What happens with my Beetlejuice figures is I got them displayed in the basement, kind of with the Ghostbusters. Yeah. And uh, my son, Winnie, is his favorite thing to do is play Ghostbusters yep. and Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. So it took me 10 minutes to find these. <laughs> like, I ha- we have these all complete. Well, they search were, the bedroom. They were complete. <laughs> They were complete, but yeah, he was... Oh, uh, kids. Yeah, Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice. Perfect mix, right? Right. And while Series 3 never hit the shelves, these were the prototypes for the Series 3. There was Doctor, then there was Pinhead Beetlejuice. Pinhead Ooh. Beetlejuice. Archaeologist Beetlejuice, and then Billy the Kid. Beetlejuice is the Indiana four Jones. prototypes they had. Man. They had uh, four. I'm sure they exist out there. I'm sure there's... Some there's collectors, collectors got probably it. has them, honestly. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a whole forum, apparently. A guy named Aussie Nick... 
Oh. Uh, yeah. Is is the king of the uh, Beetlejuice <laughs> prototypes. Oh. Nice. He probably owns those hand-painted prototypes. Which, before we, we get any further and we're shouting people out, which I'm not really even shouting this dude out, but we should give a shout-out to, to somebody else, a friend of the podcast, who did something Oh, Pretty Brad cool with that week. cool video that he yes. made? Yeah. That thing Brad. was so cool. Yeah, thank you, Brad, for that video. So what was the game? I, I'm not a video game guy. Wrestling Arcade or it something? It was like Action Arcade action Wrestling, arcade, I believe, yeah. is what it Yeah, so he made a WWF Hasbro-inspired Time Blaster toy cast ring. Dude, it's crazy. It makes like me want to get. It makes me want to buy a beater ring and put that sticker on it oh, and like no. make it. He had the carpet accurate. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I'm like... I'm watching his video and it's like two on three or something. I'm like, oh, that's not fair. And then I keep watching and I realize the Pepsi, Pepsi machine is a wrestler. <laughs> yes. like, Man, that's what I commented. Yeah, when he got Irish whipped, I was like, wait, somebody just Irish whipped the Pepsi machine. What is happening here? It was awesome. Very yeah. cool video. Thanks, Thank Brad. Yeah, yeah, that was really really cool. All right, guys. So that's probably enough on Beetlejuice, right? You I know? guess so. Yeah, I love Beetlejuice. What do we want to talk about next, Dave? You want to go back to the world of Batman and Batman mm. Returns? Well, the next Tim Burton movie that came out was. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, I mean, we'll we, talk, uh, let's talk we, about we, that later. We touched on that a little bit already, so if we yeah. don't get to it, we don't get to it. But yeah, Batman Returns in 92 would have been his fifth cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, do we just want to continue going in order here? We, yeah, uh, I think Batman well. Returns, it makes total sense to go next. So I'll, I'll touch on the toys, and then I know there's some backstory about the film itself mm-hmm. we should probably touch on. But so by now, 92, uh, the license for DC ends up going to Kenner, right? So yeah. Toy Biz isn't in the picture anymore. Kenner's got the, the figures, and they hold on to that license for the next, what, 20 years, honestly. Yeah, yeah um, so so real, I got the, the story there yeah, on let's that. Hear it. So 89 is when Batman comes out. Toy Biz had the rights since 86. They got to put those three toys out. In 1990, so Batman the movie, original, mm-hmm. still a hot movie, and Kenner gets the rights back to DC. In 1990? In 1990, they get the rights okay, back. Okay, real quick. Th- I, that's going to explain why I'm buying these figures at uh, Big Lots only a year later. It yeah, makes sense yeah. because that I was trying to make it make sense. I'm like, this movie was such a success. It's so huge. You know these toys are still relevant the next year. Absolutely. Because the movie was probably in theaters for nine months. Oh, yeah. How am I buying them at Big Lots? Now you know. That's why. Kenner gets the license. I bet you Toy Biz had to liquidate all yeah. existing inventory. They ship it to discount retailers like Big Lots. Yeah, so it's summer 1990. This movie's still relevant, and I'm buying the figures for $1.99 each. That makes sense. Man, yeah. thanks. Change thanks, of license. Dave. I, that was like bothering me all. I'm like, well, how am I buying these at Big Lots? That's why. Yeah, and then in 91, January 91, Kenner starts putting out new Batman toys, but they're not affiliated with the movie yeah, at all. It's a Dark Knight collection. It's a Dark Knight collection, yeah. exactly. So then uh, like a year and a half go by, basically, where Kenner's just pump, pumping out Batman toys. Yeah, and Kenner's the first to like uh, change up Batman's costume, right? Yes. Because prior mm-hmm. to, like, it, you weren't even allowed as a toy maker to tweak the costume, no. right? No, Batman wore blue, black, or gray and blue, or he wore all black. Yep. You couldn't deviate, and somehow Kenner... They test the waters. I think Arctic Batman Arctic. is the first one yeah, in the, the white. white costume. Yep. And they realize, oh, man, this thing oh, sells. You and can then, put them in anything. Then it's Deep over, Deep sea diver Batman. It's over, <laughs> man. There's like probably 75 different Dude, versions every of that. Color. Keaton Batman in yep. every color. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's really how the Batman Returns toys kind of started is they just repackaged the dark, some of the Dark Knight collection yep. Batmans. Yeah. They put the Batman Returns packaging behind mm-hmm. the same exact Batman toy. There was ten different Batmans in that first line of yeah. That's crazy. Of the Batman Retoy- Returns released toys, and I mean, I guess we'll hit the others. But uh, Penguin's the same way. Penguin's just a straight up repaint straight up of repaint. that original Superpowers mold, except yep. he's in black and red instead of blue and uh, yeah. white or blue and yellow. Yes, exactly. So the Penguin, and it, it doesn't even look. No resemblance to Danny DeVito. Oh, none. Zero. Yeah, I don't um, think they were legally allowed to make no. it look like Danny DeVito. The Catwoman DeVito. ends up being Cat, pretty accurate. Catwoman's very yeah. good. Yeah, it's a very she's unique figure. and new to the, to the line at that point. Right. Yep. And she came with her whip. And mm-hmm. then, you and that, again, this was a little groundbreaking. You've got a female that's targeting to you know, mm-hmm. the male audience. Yeah, and true. And we just talked about it with Beetlejuice and... No Vicky Vale, but Catwoman was a she's That's a she was cool. She was she cool. Could, it was Michelle Pfeiffer too, she could, right? Yeah, yeah. She, she was beating people up. So little boys were like, "Yeah, we can <laughs> yeah, play with Catwoman." I believe it too. Yeah. Um, and then you know you had Penguin Commandos as well, but the, the I love those. Can Penguin Can we talk Com- about those? Those oh, are like yeah, my favorite thing from that I line. I love those Penguin Commandos. When man. I was a kid, I wanted like forty of them <laughs> to set up all with their rocket I launchers. Don't, I don't remember. Were the two of them packaged together in one, yeah. on one single yeah, part? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You got two in one yeah. shot. Yeah, they both got the little backpacks with the missile. Like, Dude, those, those penguins. Are, those things are awesome. 
And <laughs> Way then, to go, Kenny. Yeah, very cool toys. And I, I didn't have any of these, but then uh, you get your only, your first Bruce Wayne figure. With yeah. the Quick change, yep, Bruce quick Wayne change. in that in that long turtleneck shirt with the mm-hmm. little gray swoosh on the front. <laughs> you put all his armor on him. Yep. That figure's cool, it man. Is very That's an cool. iconic, iconic figure. Yeah. Yeah, really the main character missing... Because uh, they even came out with a second wave for Batman Returns figures, which was just six more Batmans and then a bunch of vehicles and yeah. accessories. But no Max Shrek, no Christopher Walken. Isn't that uh, sad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't make women, they don't make old dudes. So at some point, they make a Nicholson Joker figure. It must be in the Dark Knight collection yeah. era, probably mm-hmm. 90, what, 91? It was 91 yeah. is when that came. It was, yeah, it didn't have the Batman Returns packaging. I think it was in the second wave. Yeah, and that. I guess over the whole year, Kenner's run, there's only there was only released... Uh, a Joker based on the Jack Nicholson likeness three times. So they're all pretty valuable. Even loose, they sell for pretty decent money. Yeah. There's that Sky Escape one. There's one of them where, like, you put Joker's uh, face in water and the ma- and the face paint goes away. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, dude, there's some cool, cool. There's some cool figures from that era. But, yeah, so I, I kind of remember, you know, Batman Returns kind of being controversial at the time, right? Yeah. Because the film ended up being way darker than, you know, sponsors so, and advertisers so people say, yeah. yeah tell me the story behind that well i mean if you go on youtube which i did and uh there's this talk show from back then right mm-hmm. and i don't know the lady's name whose show it is but it's not she, phil donahue or no is it sally jesse Raphael? no no it's oh. some other chick but it's it's Dang. a straight hit piece on batman returns okay oh, man. they got these parents and these kids on this talk show <laughs> and these kids are a hundred percent like coached and told what to say sure. and you can just tell by what they're saying and this little kid's like it's a total attack on kids. <laughs> and then she's like, that's what we would say. <laughs> and then as she's a child like, she's like, yeah. And she's like, well, I'm sorry. How many? So how many times did you see the film? The kid's like, I saw it twice. <laughs> wow. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? It's twice, dude. It's it's ridiculous. But yeah. So as you guys know, McDonald's also had a, a promotional tie-in with yeah, this movie. Yeah, that's the year where the, all the all the yeah. figures have the little cars, yep. right? Yeah. And as you know, McDonald's pulled the plug on that. And apparently, the scene that put it over the edge for McDonald's is when the penguin is puking up his green slime oh no that was the scene not him biting the nose or, <laughs> yeah, but I was or anything the, like yeah. that it was the puking up the green slime and they're like well no one's gonna want to eat a hamburger after seeing that oh come on and yeah. so mcdonald's pulled the plug on the promotion that's yeah. wild because there there was also the big giant cups right yeah the batman yep. return batman like the full cups. art dream team style cups Dude, awesome stuff. so they actually pulled the plug they pulled the plug mm-hmm. on the promotion. They did release Happy Meal Despite toys. Despite that, those toys are prevalent to this day. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Everybody the Batman has that launches out. More yeah. importantly, it's what drove Tim Burton out of the Batman franchise. McDonald's right. yeah. basically yeah. was like, hey, you want to market with us for the Batman Forever? Right. Tim Burton can't direct it. That's what Schumacher came in. Tim Burton stayed on as right. a producer. But that McDonald's. Yeah. Big giant well, corporation mad, yeah. had enough pull. Yeah, I mean, I never, I don't, I don't picture Tim Burton as a guy that really cared if his films were promoted he did, by. No. He didn't even want to make with. Batman Returns. He didn't want to make it. Warner yeah. Brothers was like, "We will give you full creative control. Yeah. Please make this Batman." Yeah. And, it was, and it, that's what he did. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it was McDonald's, and like was fighting with the studio because yeah. originally it was it got a rating of an R. Right. Oh, and then right. when McDonald's found out it had an R rating and they'd yeah. already had the rights to this Happy Meal line, mm-hmm. they pushed back and wanted him to change scenes and edit scenes right. and stuff but they never saw the full cut of the film they had just seen right exactly yeah like I mean, tim burton draft. didn't make it for kids honestly right yeah. you know when you watch it so. but how can you say that the violence in that movie is extreme when in the very first batman joker burns a guy to death <laughs> yeah and then plays with this corpse in the chair but batman returns is the bad one i don't yeah, i don't bat- get it yeah it is it's yeah. controversial that was way more frightening they both have elements it's a typical tim burton movie right mm-hmm. like they have that elements of like fun family friendly little weird little zany little eerie little kooky yeah and yeah. then there's the dark real yeah. dark almost horror-esque like yeah. moments in every tim burton movie like I don't know. It's 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 just there's nothing else like it. It's just masked by the the weirdness. Yeah, right. the, my, the mastermind of the. Yeah. I love Batman Returns, and even as a kid, I I never watched it and thought, "Wow, this is really bad." You never felt attacked as a kid. No, I never felt attacked as a kid. <laughs> it, it, it's like you know, even with Batman, Returns, it's like Tim Burton. I guess to if you, if I look at it from a music standpoint, he was like new wave music, industrial yep. music, mm-hmm. where like horror movies at the time would have been more like your heavy metal. And you're like hardcore punk rock, mm-hmm. but Tim Burton's like you can hear him on the radio, you can watch him on, on the Disney Channel, 
even though it's kind of like not really something you want your kids influenced by, but right. they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's just I don't know. He's awesome, and Batman Returns, I think, arguably Dude. is better than Batman. Dude, it was the most highly anticipated film. Yeah, up to that point. I mean, the toys themselves. Looking back, thinking about like the, the thing about uh, Batman Returns as a toy line. I, to me, it just doesn't feel like definitive because, like you were saying, Dave, Kenner's already making the Dark Knight collection. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to continue to pump Batman out not nonstop for the next five years. So, like, it's really hard to even in your minds like when did Batman Returns toys start and end? They just kind of bleed in on each end. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the figures are a lot of them are repaints. There's nothing like outside of the Catwoman. I can't think of like any true unique piece made mm. like bruce wayne is really yeah there. i guess but it, yeah. they were gonna make a bruce wayne at yeah. some point you know what i mean um bruce wayne catwoman and the penguin commandos is really yeah the penguin commandos that's yeah. it right there yeah. <laughs> those, with those happy meal toys though like i did want to say like i had, i had all four of them there uh-huh. was four there was a Batmobile, yep. there was yep. batman on a motorcycle penguins little yellow and catwoman Catwoman's and then car catwoman thing. had like a purple car thing all those very cool toys yeah. really cool i played toys. i played and remember with them far more than i do the oh yeah actual like, yeah kenner line yep. yeah yeah, and because honestly, those Happy Meal toys are more faithful to the movie itself than Kenner's releases, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's Devito's right. penguin in that little car. Too bad we didn't get uh, Penguin's little duck as the uh, Happy Meal toy. That would have been cool. Yeah, right. But Crazy. Did you guys ever hear the original story pitch for Tim, from Tim Burton on what Batman Two was going to be? Oh boy, no. I mean, I don't know a lot. All I know is the basis, and that was that Penguin was looking for hidden treasure. Oh. And eventually he discovers this hidden treasure is buried under Wayne Manor. Oh. And that was going to be like the big plot okay. of Which Batman 2. Kind of you can kind of make Penguin sense with the way it's treasure. filmed and yeah. seen. Like right. I bet some of those scenes stayed because Penguin was living in the tunnels and had yeah. the, the water passages. Right. I thought that would have been cool. That would have been a cool movie to see. All right, I think we're good. To, are we good with all the Batman? Today? I think so. I think so. A lot it's, of Batman. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Batman could have. One day, maybe Batman, we come back to it and we hit all yeah. the other because Batman is just one of those timeless, evergreen toy lines. There oh, will, yeah. oh, you know, always be around for the last thirty years of our life. There's been Batman toys on the shelf, uninterrupted. Yeah, <laughs> and it will be that way forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, Batman had the animated series that came out and kind of really focused heavy on that. Yeah, but Tim those... Burton also got into the animated world and produced arguably his most popular film he's associated with. Right, which is wild because this is a film he wrote but did not direct. Right. Um, but yeah, so these toys, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, right? So this is just a year after um, Batman Returns because it's 1993, yep. Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, you know, stop motion animated film. Written by Tim Burton, probably what in the 1980s. That that script is shopped around for a long yeah, time. Yeah, he wrote it um, a while. Yeah. yeah, so it gets made. Toys are released immediately. These toys are made by Hasbro, and um, you know now, probably what the last 15 years of my life, I've been like all in on Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Um, probably yeah, probably since like 2000. I've been a huge huge fan. But in 1993, when these toys and this movie came out, not for me, man. I I. I can remember these toys Same. on the clearance aisle, and yeah. I did not even look I didn't twice bat at, them. Eye at them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Again, watched it. You well, saw it in '93. I saw the movie in '93, yeah, and I was like, it was weird because <clears throat> almost like Beetlejuice five years beforehand, where I felt too young and didn't understand it and appreciated Beetlejuice later in life. Mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas, I felt too old to watch it because it oh, felt like a, oh, like yeah. a cartoon. But yeah. then I was also like. I don't, it was like Kitty, but it was dark. It was, I was confused by it as a 10 year old boy. Yeah. It was like, I kind of like this, but I kind of don't. I, yeah. The singing, it's, I, I was, it was. I didn't watch it at all. Way ahead of its time. Yeah. I, I was distracted by something else in 93, <laughs> and that was Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. And Power Rangers. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, I know it wasn't. I think 1999 is like when I finally saw Night Before I feel Christmas. like I'm right around. And I remember too. like the first time I saw it, I was like, "Dude, I am all in. Yeah. I love this stuff." And I've been I've bought Nightmare Before Christmas stuff nonstop since then. Um, but in '93, you know, our feelings we're we're not alone here because in 1993, Nightmare Before Christmas is not a successful film, no. like at all. Nope. Like it doesn't 
reach any benchmarks. It's no. not critically acclaimed. The toys legit. I can I can picture. You know, Toys R Us, right? There's our action figure aisle, our beloved action Love figure aisle, aisle, Toys R Us. In my head, I turn the corner. Mm-hmm. Hasbro's are on the WWF Hasbro's are like the first thing on the yep. left. GI Joes are all the way at the end of the aisle on the yeah. right. You know, fully stocked, right? So you go down that mm-hmm. aisle, get to the end, hang a right, go to the aisle next to it. Mm-hmm. That whole side of that aisle is clearance toys. Yeah. Toys that have time has passed by, nobody <laughs> wants them, and that's where Nightmare Before that's Christmas where you find was. Them. Four feet wide, Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas, floor to ceiling. Every single thing in the line has those giant red Toys R Us clearance tags on them. And, you know, it took five, six years before, I don't know, I guess it would have been like VHS uh, and then eventually DVD and just word of mouth over time, maybe yeah. the advent of the internet, people start talking people go back and watch it and realize this movie's actually really great. Right. And uh, right around that same time, I can remember uh, somehow NECA gets rights to Nightmare Before Christmas, and they just straight up, they get the molds, they just re-release all these figures in front of us. We've got the 93 Hasbros, the yeah. whole line that re-release the exact same figures on the exact same card backs. Instead of Hasbro, it says NECA in the corner. Yeah. And then once that happens, the floodgates open, and there's just been Nightmare Before Christmas stuff nonstop right. since then. And now it's super popular. Yeah, but the, I, I love those old toys from back in the mm-hmm. day. You know, you got the mayor, you got Finkelstein, you got the werewolf, you got Behemoth, mm-hmm. Sally, uh, a couple versions of Jack Skellington. The One Oogie is, Boogie. Yeah, you got Oogie Boogie. Lock, Shock, and Barrel came in a three-pack. Yeah. Just awesome, awesome toys. Um, really iconic toys, and I think Nightmare Before Christmas is like, to find a way to combine Halloween and Christmas, yeah, it you know what I mean. Like this brand is relevant, like twenty five percent of the year. You know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know, you decorate for Halloween. If it's night before Christmas, that stuff ain't coming down till January, right. dude. And that's like that's smart. Take combining the two best holidays into one. I like the people that argue it's a Halloween movie. No, it's a Christmas. It's movie. both. It's dude. both, man. It's, it's both. both. Which ironically is what what launched it. To its popularity, because as you were saying, it wasn't really all that popular. So The Grinch was coming out with Jim Carrey in 2000, uh-huh. and Disney didn't own The Grinch. They owned The Nightmare Before Christmas, so they started putting Nightmare Before Christmas on syndicated television on ABC to oh, counter. To con- was that Fox who had the, the-, the, the, the Grinch would just play, Rudolph, all your Christmas things. The uh-huh. regular Grinch would play, and then The Grinch was promoting the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. They had yeah. you know the, whatever studio had all that. So then Disney said, "We got this. We've got this, and we be- like for whatever reason they put it on a ABC oh. and a in '97, okay, and just regular TV, and it was the first like the broadcast world premiere yeah. four years after it comes and out, and then that you know what I mean? that like did did numbers and people yeah. like people it, like what is this? Yeah, and then yeah. and then it just had that groundswell from there to what it is now. You can't walk into." Almost any oh. store and see. A, I mean, you go into Walmart, you're going to see something Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. You walk well, into. How many people walk in here and ask, "Hey, do you have any Nightmare Before Christmas?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it like, is, it's, it's all just, the time. Yeah. It's a. It's one of the most iconic brands, not just toy lines, just marketing. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, yeah, that was that was where the the the, the groundswell came from. So four years later, yeah, ABC is like, we got a prom- we got this in our bag to promote right. a Christmas movie that's yeah. different. Wow, yeah. yeah, cool to know. It's good foresight on them. Yeah, I mean, I love Nightmare Before, Before Christmas stuff. I know, Joe, you never really collected any no, of the stuff. No, no, not yeah. really. And you're a big Disney guy, too. I Your am a big family's Disney a big guy. Disney family, but not Nightmare Before Christmas, huh? No, not. I mean, my kids watched it pretty recently, mm-hmm. but I feel like for a while my oldest was just terrified to watch that movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But she was like six, seven. She wanted nothing to do with that movie. You know, and I can honestly say... I have never, other than the first time I watched it on the VHS rental mm-hmm. from GM Video. GM Video, <laughs> baby. The only time I've ever, I don't know if I've ever seen it front to back in its entirety wow, since. really? I've seen the whole movie since. Yeah. We watch like 20 minutes here, you catch 20 minutes right, there. But right. mm-hmm. as far as front to back a sitting, I don't think I've ever watched it front to back since like, wow yeah i've seen the whole thing i've yeah. probably seen it at least 50 times i've, I've seen tried it in movie theaters yeah. i've seen it in imax I've seen it everywhere. at one of your halloween parties i'm sure it was <laughs> on and i'm like watched it for 20 yeah. minutes like I, I know the movie it's just it's just weird because yeah. i've never just been like i'm gonna sit down and watch nightmare before christmas yeah right, i got I you on that 
Cool. All right. Well, how are we doing on time, guys? We've been talking a lot. We got a. Few, we got. Yeah, we're we're in that. Uh, we're in the home that, stretch. That, that, we're in the that sweet final spot. quarter. Okay. Well, yeah. So we've got. You know, there are a few other films that have toys that you know we can kind of hit on. Um, I kind of wanted to group two of them together. So earlier we talked about Edward Scissorhands in 1991. Yep. Um, and Edward Scissorhands as a property, like, it it's a great movie, but like. If Batman '89 didn't have marketable characters, right? How does Edward that Scissorhands like? Yeah. He's the only one, dude. Right. Like, there's no everyone else is just a person, right? And, you know, there's no cartoon tied to this at all. It's just a standalone movie, so you can understand how like toys weren't made for this in '91, mm-hmm. right? And then you know, a few years go by. Now we're into the, like the late '90s. And yeah. Tim Burton attaches himself to Sleepy Hollow. I think this is 98, maybe 99. 99. So 99. Yeah, yeah, he did. In 94, he did Ed Wood. You can't really put movies out for that. No. Love yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he was the producer for Batman Forever, and then he did Mars Attacks. Which did have in toys. Yeah. It did have some toys. And honestly, you, of all Tim Burton's films, Mars Attack kind of, with the aliens and all that, you could see that being like a... A toy line that has legs, and yeah, Jim Brown's character could have had his own toy. Yeah. But uh, honestly, outside of the aliens themselves, I really don't remember a lot about the figures. You know, no. they were produced for a while though, because there's like multiple series. I think multiple toy line or multiple companies had mm. the rights for a couple years there, but nothing that really stands out to me. Yeah, no Mars Attacks again. It's like uh, I love the movie. Mm-hmm. It will always have, but it's just it's it's not really one that got marketable. Yeah. On merchandise and things, really, I feel like until like the last ten years, right. like the groundswell, the cult following has finally caught up to the mainstream because you didn't really see people wearing Mars Attacks T-shirts right. up until the last oh. ten years. So yep. after Mars Attacks, um, he produces James and the Giant Peach, but then it is Sleepy Love Hollow. That movie. That's a great and film. That's an awesome movie. Yeah, and he, yeah Sleepy Hollow. So yeah, I, I kind of wanted to tie uh, Edward Scissorhands and Sleepy Hollow together. So Edward Scissorhands comes out in '91 at the time. There's no company that's going to make up action figure based on this film property. It just isn't happening. Yeah. Um, unless Edward somehow got a cartoon, then they would have did it, but it didn't happen. But by the late 90s, the toy landscape has changed, right? We mm-hmm. talked about Todd McFarlane and getting the licenses to films and making these characters that never had toys before, and that's what happens. You know, Edward Scissorhands ends up in the movie Maniacs line, and Sleepy Hollow, Tim Burton's film in 1998, Nine? Nine. Nine yeah. It ends up getting its own action figure line by McFarlane, Great right? Film. So there's like four or five figures in the line. The Headless Horseman gets a deluxe box set. with That figure's awesome. Yes. But yeah, so that's like you're getting your double dose of Johnny Depp in two different Tim Burton movies by McFarlane because mm-hmm. by then toys were made for adult collectors, right? So there's people that waited seven, eight years for Edward Scissorhands figure. Now they're going to get it. And, you know, really cool. Sleepy Hollow, I remember collecting that whole line at the time. Yeah. There wasn't a lot to collect. You had the four <laughs> figures in the, the box set. But, yeah, you got your Christopher Walken then. Yeah. yeah. You, got you, it, go. you got him in the Sleepy Hollow line. Speaking of Sleepy Hollow and the Headless Horseman. So Disney, uh-huh. right, they have a Halloween parade, right? Mm-hmm. And the Headless Horseman comes down the parade to start it. Oh. And it's a dude in full getup. He's holding the pumpkin head. He's on a horse, like uh-huh. a giant Clydesdale horse. Yeah. My son was not having it. <laughs> not having it. And they set the mood, right? Because yeah. it's dark. They got the black lights. Fog comes down the street. Uh-huh. And you hear the <laughs> as he's coming. Awesome. Yeah. And it really sets the mood. He was not having it. I love it. <laughs> Poor but guy. it's awesome. It's awesome. He, maybe maybe like it now. He's well, a little I mean, bit he, older. He was like four. Yeah, yeah. So he might like it now. It's cool, though. That's sweet. But yeah, so uh, any other films we want to touch on I'll before we head home? Yeah, I'll just go run through. Yeah, everything. go through. So it. Planet of the Apes. Were mm-hmm. there any toys with Planet of the Apes? There was a lot. I remember Planet of the Apes being super hype. They when, were really like, pushing that. Yeah, like I think everyone thought this was going to be because Planet of the Apes was like you know yeah. a huge tentpole movie back in the day and toys. Mego mm-hmm. went all in on Planet of the Apes toys. Yeah. yeah. Who made the Planet of the Apes toys? I can't even picture. I couldn't I tell you. Yeah. I couldn't tell I don't you. remember them being very successful. And I remember seeing the oh, movie no. and being like, eh, you no, know. It, it was the I terrible. I love Tim Burton, but. I love the Planet of the Apes original movies from the 70s, and I like the reboot that they did mm-hmm. within the last decade. The Tim Burton Planet of the Apes movie stunk. Really? Well, him I didn't like it. Yeah, I don't remember fighting anything the apes. about it. <laughs> it's like Tim Burton's worst movie, in my opinion. Okay, just that's just me. And then, and then you had Big Fish. Can't that's I mean, Tim Burton's best movie. Great movie, oh, but can you really? Do, there was no. You can't. You can't. But Big Fish is so good, dude. I'm gonna go home and watch it. It's so good. 
than his version of old Chuck in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that. But With Johnny yeah. Depp as... Uh, I don't think I've seen Willy it. Willy Wonka? No. It's interesting. It, they could have did toys for that, but it, uh, did they? No. Well, maybe. Maybe something. I don't remember no, anything. I don't remember anything. Probably Happy Meal. Maybe. I, I feel like yeah. they could have. I don't, know, I don't know for sure. This is out of my toy realm. Yeah. Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride, Corpse they've Bride. made things yep. over the years for sure. McFarlane, admit, you know, like, now that there's like higher end adult collectibles, there's still Corpse Bride stuff yeah. out there now. And then in 07, well, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Great Todd. film. I have but no again, idea if they made stuff on I don't that. think they yeah. did. I think he, yeah, I mean, if, if that was after McFarlane's movie Maniac, so mm-hmm. that would have been where it was at. Then the, he produced Nine, the little animated. Uh, oh, the little robot? Like, were they what robots? Was stop motion. It was like the stop motion animated robots. Yeah, that's yeah. deal. Mm. I think I remember like seeing a trailer for that. Dolls. Then Alice in Wonderland, Dark Shadows, Frank and Weenie. Frank and Produced Weenie. another movie I love, it, um, which is very polarizing, but <laughs> Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Um, <laughs> Never saw it. Sounds lo- amazing. Love it. Love it. Uh, Big Eyes. He, he did Big Eyes. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Produced Alice Through the Looking Glass. And then just recently did Dumbo. Disney with Ty- Danny DeVito, baby. Yeah, yeah. we did watch Dumbo. Ty- tying it back to Penguin yep. and his little commandos. Yeah, please, awesome, awesome stuff. Get those commandos, their own film. I will <laughs> go see it. Did uh, did the Dumbo have like toys or anything that came out with it? I'm sure there was something there Disney something. would have probably made plush or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I really don't. I'm not in the action figure realm, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, guys. I mean, lots of cool stuff, right? Tim Burton. Oh yeah. So many films that we grew up on, and so many toy lines, like. Looking back, this is the most stuff I've ever brought to a podcast <laughs> right, yeah, recording yeah. session from home. Just because I'm like, oh, I'll bring this. Well, we can tell whose movies the- you like. Right. right yeah. Yep. Like totally my wheelhouse. And we didn't, I mean, I told you guys last night texting, I'm like, P- Tim Burton's first film is Pee Wee's Big Adventure, yeah. which to this day, I'm a 40 year old man. Pee Wee's Big Adventure might be my favorite movie. Dude, it's ever. awesome. Yeah. I yeah. just love it. But, you know, and there's Pee Wee's Playhouse action figures, which mm-hmm. I really want to talk about one day. But, to me, it's not the same. They're no, not based on the film. That can be its own thing. Um, but so much cool stuff, so much spooky stuff, and uh, that whole vibe is continuing next week, guys, right? Yes. So next week, the podcast I've been waiting how many months for? Many, the, At many least months. 30 episodes seven, for. <laughs> seven, seven months. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to stick. We talked a lot about Kenner mm-hmm. uh, today, and we're going to be talking a lot about Kenner next week because we we're going into... Mm-hmm. The real Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters, baby. Not, not Tracy the Gorilla. One. No, not that Gorilla ghost hunting guy. Forget <laughs> that. Yeah, so we're going to talk Kenner Ghostbusters and, you know, nice long run of action figures. We'll talk of the movies. We'll talk of oh, yeah. everything. Bustin' makes us feel good, guys, For sure. next week. Hanging out with the genie, but next week's going to be great. I'm granting your wish next week. <laughs> I'm making oh, it happen. Oh, that's it. See, you're welcome. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, thanks everyone. Like, subscribe, review, all that jazz. Hit the hotline up. Was it 734 494 2922? I believe that's it. I think it's 2292. 2292. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? It's on posts, it's on the Instagram. It's in the show notes. It's in the show notes. Drop a line. We'll catch you all next week. Thank you.